Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Are you ready? It's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 502 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week is a special episode with the return of Travis Gibb from Broke Down and Four Dead Bodies, Cthulhu Invades Oz, and a new book which is now on Kickstarter called Expired. Expired is described as a sci-fi fantasy action comic. On a planet that's over 90% water, oxygen is limited, a band of heroes fights for the right to breathe before they take in their last breath. The good news is is that even as we recorded it, he's met his goal of $2,800 and is now in stretch goals. So if you go to Kickstarter, be sure to look for it and support it right now. It concludes on Tuesday, September 28 at 9.42 a.m., which you'll hear me say several times because we want to make sure that you get a chance to support this wonderful project. We talk about how he put Expired together, as well as other projects he's working on, so I'm sure you're going to really enjoy what he has to say. I continue to work on resolving my voice problems, but don't let that distract you from the great things that Travis has to say. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. It's great to welcome back to the podcast, Travis Gibb, the creator of many good things, let's see, including, I think it was the last one, I think, was Cthulhu, which I think I finally learned how to pronounce, uh, uh, Invades Oz. Then you had uh, Broken Down, uh, uh, I never can remember the title of it. What's that, Travis? Broken Down? Broke Down and Four Dead Bodies. That's it. That's I, I never can remember that. I don't know why. But anyway, it's still a good book, so don't worry about that. So you've got right now you've got a Kickstarter going on until Tuesday, September twenty eighth at nine forty two AM for a book called Expired. And it's a sci fi fantasy action comic. 
how you doing, by the way? Let's get to that first, Travis. I am doing great, man. Like it, it's so crazy, you know, because you were um, probably I think you interviewed me right after uh, Broke Down number two, and it's crazy to think that I finished all of Broke Down. You know, I've got two issues into Voodoo Nations. Yeah. The Cthulhu Invades Oz, which was a big graphic novel with 162, 162 pages with fifty something creators. Yeah, and I have a new number one coming out. It's just crazy. It's like I'm. It's like it's a profession. See, the thing, what gets me is that was a massive project that Cthulhu one was. I mean, you did, like you said, 50 creators. You you were juggling all this and getting it all together. And it's, it's done now, right? Yeah, it's completely done. Uh, it's uh, out. You can get it uh, on Indiegogo. Or if you see me at a con, you can get it. Or any of the creators, a lot of them have comps that you can get one for. Yeah, it's done. But we are um, wrapping up right now Cthulhu Invades Wonderland, the sequel. Oh, okay, so, we're, so that'll be something coming up next. Now, you mentioned something we should probably get to right away. Uh, well, first of all, let, let me do this in sequence. Um, this is I, I mentioned it's going to be Tuesday, September 28, 9.42 a.m. for expired. But also, uh, the day this posts on Sunday, you are going to be at the Daytona Beach Comic Con. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I love the Daytona Beach Comic Con. Uh, it's never... I, I wouldn't say like for indie comics, it's like the greatest, uh, except for like the creators that are there. Like last year, there was Scout, all the Silverline crew, Aftershock was there. You know, I'm always there. You've got John Crother. You've got tons of indie people there. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows to go to. Tom puts on an amazing, amazing show. Uh, speaking of the Cthulhu Invades Wonderland, I actually have an exclusive preview of it for that show. It's a 20-page preview for people. Uh, while you're waiting for the big book. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Because it's just, it's great fun to do. I read the book. It's really interesting how how different it is from chapter to chapter or part to part. Uh, and it's really well done. I mean, that that's a massive project, though, to get that many pages, that many creators. It's like herding cats. You know, I, I, you did a good job with that. I think you really made it come together and it really shined. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. You know, one of my big things and one of my big focus of that book was to not only tell a story, but um, not until, to make an anthology, but make it cohesive. Like there was a beginning, middle and end. And that was mm -hmm. really hard to do when you're taking an anthology style and, and get it. But I think we did a great job and I can't wait for uh, the next one. Okay. Uh, while we're talking about that, do you know when the Kickstarter for that's going to happen? Uh, yeah, well, uh, we're going to finish the book in November. So instead of hitting everyone up for Christmas, because, you know, if you see it around November, December, you're going to want that book for Christmas. You mm. just are. Like, even if it, I don't promise you it for Christmas, I, that happened last time. So we're going to probably wait till January, make sure that we get it. But that's when we're sending a lot of previews out and doing a lot of things to, to focus on it. So as you can tell, uh, Travis here has got a lot of irons in the fire right now. Right. <laughs> All these different things going on. Let's get back to the one that's going on currently, um, expired. Let me read from the Kickstarter a little bit. It says, on a planet that is 90% water, and we're like 70% on Earth, and it says, oxygen is limited. A band of heroes fight for the right to breathe before they take their last breath. And there's a list of who the characters are, which I kind of like. Um, there's join Kristoff and his friends Bradicus, I think, Dusk and this? Sahara. How's that pronounced? Bradicus. You said Bradicus. Right. Okay. So is it Sahara or Sahara? It's Sahara. 
Sahara, like the desert, on an incredible journey as they explore Vanda, the, the world, try to unlock the secrets of the world and its creation, adventures, mystery, and nonstop action follow as we discover the vast and epic lands of Expired. And this is a four-issue miniseries, right? Yeah, it's it's going to be four. It may end up being five, so we're not going to put a, a number on it, but it, the minimum would be is four. Okay, so that's good. I like the name expired. That's a good name. That uh, uh, it's an action word. <laughs> Something bad's happening, so we got to be care of that. Now, talk a little bit about the world of expired because it's uh, the way that it also describes a little elsewhere on the page that there are um, people who uh, like a, an elite group that controls who gets how much oxygen for how long. How does that, how's that got set up? How does that happen? Yeah, so um, the world has a, a vast history. We talk about it in the first issue. Uh, you know, so gods came and created this earth. And, you know, basically like any, you know, civilization, you know, uh, people fought and they build empires and stuff like that. So there's a ruling class and that ruling class dictates uh, your, how much oxygen you get based off of the island you were born in based off of who was your parents, who, what kind of money, what kind of income they brought in. Uh, so there's a ruling class on that. It's run by uh, the island that we see in the first years is called the political island where, where all the politics happen. So it's kind of like uh, the United Nations. So all the other islands kind of meet on it to discuss and deal with issues. Uh, and uh, this group, you know, we don't really, we kind of hint at it in the first issue, but they're coming off a small civil war. Uh, so they're kind of, you know, tensions are high. Now, as I did a picture on the page that shows the four characters, and uh, maybe we can talk about which ones are who's what. And that, let's see, the Kristoff, uh, he's the white-haired fella, right? Yeah, Kristoff is the white-haired fella. Uh, he is, uh, so he is uh, like a retired war general. So he just ended the war. Um, you know, his, uh, you know, it's on the preview page. His oxygen just ran out. So he's down to his last 12 days of oxygen. Mm. Um, and you know, he has a plan to try to extend his life. So he's gathered up his friends to try to do that. But he, he's an old war general with Bradicus. Him and Bradicus were both in the war together. They were, they both had different jobs. He was kind of a, a spy where Bradicus was a sniper. Hmm. Now Bradicus is the big tall guy with the tattoos. No, Bradicus is the, the, ha- the, the younger gentleman, uh, with, the with the fuzzy hair. Red he's hair. Got- yeah, he's got the red hair. Okay, okay. So then, let's see. And we've got Dusk is the big tall guy. Then Dusk is a big guy. So that's a yeah. that's a particular race. So they don't fall under the oxygen. They don't breathe oxygen. Mm. Um, so they are a race. So that that is actually his skin tone is the orange stuff. It's uh it's it's actually what their their race looks like. They are. Uh, he happens to be more intelligent than the majority of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's a big brute force, and they tend to be used as security. So people who are higher class will hire these guys as security or mercenaries. They're kind of big warriors. Uh, mm-hmm. They're all male. There's mm-hmm. no uh, female in in their stuff. They're mm-hmm. they hint that they may be genetically uh, made, but uh, there's no proof of that. We kind of delve into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Sahara, uh, you know, is a a warrior who's been out of the game for a long time. She just wants to have a good life. She runs a small little bar in the, the political islands. And, uh, you know, she's an ex-lover of Kristoff who kind of comes in and kind of messes up the world like ex-boyfriends do when they come into town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. We won't go anywhere to do that. That's a, a whole loaded subject right there. Now, um, this is 24 pages. Yep. 
standard comic size that says on high quality gloss paper. Um, okay, this is number one. Uh, now, now uh, broke down. That took that it took a little while between the issues and stuff like that because you know indie comics they're they're ready when they're ready and when you can afford to pay for it. And uh, so, how's this? Is it going to work something the same way when when the Kickstarter happens and you've got the money? You're going to do these, the rest of the issues, or how's that going to work? So it's hard to say. So this one, Wayne, is a little different. This is not a hundred percent Travis original property. Mm. So uh, the guy who created up the, uh, created the book, his name is uh, Brent. Him, uh, I should him Himanger is how you say his last name. Oh. Um, and so what he did is he created the universe. Uh, you know, he kind of sat with me and said, Hey, I want to make a comic book. Here's the universe. He didn't create any of the characters. He just was like, here's the universe. Here's kind of what I like. You know, I expanded on that, added to it. I wrote the script. And as we started going through this, you know, a lot of people want to make a comic, but they don't really know how. <laughs> so he could pay for it and he could invest in it, but he didn't really know how to make. So I scripted it. I hired the artist. I had the colors letter, hired the team, put it under my label, Orange Cone, but he is the money guy behind it. So he's funding it. So I do know that his plan on anything from this goes into the next book. So anything okay. that's that's above us will go in the next book. But mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, as these things, these expenses creep up with comics. You know, we're, mm-hmm. right now we're almost at a dollar a, a bag and board these days because of, you know, shortages. So right. things are a little crazy, but – I would expect that he he's committed to telling the story and finishing it. Uh, he's been super ecstatic about the process of this Kickstarter. So I assume it'll be right on track. But unlike a broke down, this issue two isn't even written yet because he hasn't hired me to do that yet. Oh, okay. Okay, so that makes that a whole different process. Yeah, it's a, but it's a fun process. Okay. I mean, what's that like for you, though? Because you used to doing your own pro- your, your, your properties, right? This is a, a, a different situation. Uh, talk about what that, that's like to go someplace else and do something like this. Yeah, it's, it's a little tough, man. Um, it's, it's a good learning experience, right? Because that's my goal is to work for other people. But mm-hmm. it's a little different when I'm kind of managing the project. So it mm-hmm. feels like it's my own project. But at the end of the day, it never is, right? I'm always asking, <laughs> hey, you, we need to pay this guy. Or, hey, we got to do this. Hey, can I buy this? So it's like having an extra you know, wife or parent where you have to ask some things for. <laughs> um, but at the same time, uh, creative freedom, like he really trusts me. You know, he asks a lot of questions where he'll be like, hey, can you tell me, you know, why this happened or, you know, Hey, I really wanted this part of the plot. It never gets brought up in issue one. And I'm like, well, we're giving them a lot of information in issue one. We need stuff for issue two, you know, kind of explaining the storytelling process to someone as he learns. But the other cool thing is that's a little different is uh, the Ryan Brown cover. So the cover, the, the cover C in this, this campaign randomly just came to me one day, right? He was like, mm-hmm. hey, I hired this really good artist and he did this cover. I want to use it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That doesn't happen, right? Normally mm-hmm. I'm hunting the guys down, interviewing mm-hmm. it, asking for money. But, you know, this a random cover showed up, which I like that a lot. That was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's... It's a whole different thing, but that that's good for you, though, because you get to stretch different muscles this time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's been a good experience. He's great to work for. He loves the project. He's very proud of it. And, uh, you know, as he said in interviews and stuff that he's been doing, uh, you know, I did the heavy lifting and uh, it's good to get the acknowledgement for that because I've seen partnerships where 
it's not like that, right? Where they, right. The, the partner says, you know, it's all them. It's a, where, you know, he appreciates and, and knows what I, what I bring to the table, which is great. Is this kind of a, something that you might consider doing uh, more in the future? I mean, after this series is over, do you guys want to get together and continue to do more? Or are you going to kind of take it played by ear? So I'm going to play it by ear, but I think if this goes well, which it seems like it is, if everything goes well, I think my production company, I think we may produce somebody else's comic. Uh, I'm getting pretty good at it. Um, I'm about to go to the next phase of my career. You know, I'm starting to get some publishing uh, conversations right now. You know, I've got a couple of deals on the table. I can't say with who or what, but I've got some deals coming on the table. So I think I'm going to be transitioning to, where I, I'm still going to do Kickstarter because Kickstarter is an amazing platform with amazing writers, amazing creators. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to do, you know, half that and half the diamond, you know, the regular traditional publishing route. So that'll free up more for Orange Cone because even though it's it's just like a Marvel in DC on Kickstarter, you just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Like it's production levels, right? I've got to get this issue out before I launch the next Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've got to do it. So if I cleared my some of my stuff, I may have time to help a young, young incoming creator get to that next level where where i started out and give them a leg up okay that's really good so uh, you're becoming a another stan lee of sorts yeah yeah i could see that i could see that um you know just helping people do it you know i've done it a little bit uh i've been published in probably since last time we talked probably six or seven other books Mm -hmm. a lot of them series where i've written four issue backups and things like that and they've used my name to help get them a few more backers. And I think that's really cool that I'm at a point where I can give back to the community. Right. Because mm-hmm. one of the things I've noticed on, on Facebook, you talk about how you like to make other creators dreams come true. And I think that the way you're doing that is really, really helpful for that. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, tonight, uh, you know, this is being recorded on a Wednesday. I am literally, even though it's my Kickstarter time, I'm going to be doing a creator hangout like live from nine 30. And I didn't just pick, you know, at, at this point in my career, I have people who've gone on to Marvel and DC. Richard Duax just went off to Marvel. You know, I could be interviewing him or hang out with David Byrne. His last show, State, came out. But mm-hmm. instead of doing that, you know, I kind of mix all my friends together. And I don't pick and choose and just say, come on, let's let's all talk and put everybody to the table and hopefully help get someone, you know, a leg up as they move forward. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. I, I... See, the the interesting thing is, is that you're working because most creators are doing what you're doing. They they go to, say, DC or Marvel and they have to uh, play in somebody else's sandbox. And that's what you're doing. So in, in a way, this is kind of preparing you for bigger sandboxes, as it were. A- absolutely. That's exactly the way I see it. You know, I want to play in other people's sandbox and I, I'm trying starting to learn what that is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some people are like, Hey, Travis is good as a good. Some people, you know, uh, we agree on stuff and then I see the print thing and it's not exactly what I re- wrote and that's okay. You know, it's their mm-hmm. book, you know, and trying to figure out what that balance is, what to be mad about and what not to be mad about and what helps your career and what doesn't, you know, all those things are questions that need to be answered. Mm-hmm. So it's a learning experience. That's good. But like I said, it's 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 getting you ready for bigger ponds and bigger uh, experiences. So that's good. This is a good way to start. Yeah, really good. So, what about your own materials, though? I mean, you know, expired is is like we said, is somebody else's sandbox. Are you going to go back to broke down the the broke down universe and try and do some more with that? 
Yeah, Wayne. So what I've been doing with Broke Down is uh, Broke Down, we're starting to work on the trade. So I've got, you know, four of the creators and some big people. Jonathan Hendricks over at Scout from Recount. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck Pino, who's great in the indie circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Smith, who did uh, Worms May Crawl, which is a successful Kickstarter. Just a couple of people who I put together and we're doing uh, 20 pages for the trade paperback of Broke Down. Buddha Nation 3 has started production, so we're working on that to try to get that out early next year. Cthulhu mm-hmm. Bades Wonderland is obviously in production. Um, and then I have a book that I'm trying not to put on Kickstarter. It may end up on Kickstarter, but it's called Granite State Punk. And it's the most money I've ever spent on a book, Wayne. You know, I'm spending a ton of money on this book to get top-tier art. I'm super excited about it. I've got a really good story that I feel really good about. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the other thing that I'm working on and trying to move forward. Wow. Okay. I, I now you want, I should ask more questions about that, but I, I don't want to spoil stuff. <laughs> so we probably better, uh, this may be a good time to interject. If we want to follow you on, uh, on social media and stuff like that, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. Uh, everything's under my name. So it's Travis Gibb. Um, so you just search for me. Uh, I do have a weird Twitter handle and a Facebook handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Facebook, uh, tw- Instagram. And that is Jester Lou, J-E-S-T-E-R-L-O-U. Okay. Um, I will explain that one day. We're just not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, good. so how do you find these people to work with and stuff like that? Are they, uh, are they people you'll come across online? Are they people you work with? Through, how do you find these other people? That's a great question. So what I do is I help people um, – I, I chat with a lot of people you know, about what they're doing and try to really, you know, help them do their things. When I do like Cthulhu Invades Wonderland, it's really people I find talented. So I ask people <laughs> and, you know, people say yes. Like I remember when I asked Richard Rivera and like I expected him to say no because Sabbaty Bunny was a, was such a big influence for me, you know, <laughs> asking him to work on my book. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Um, you know, and David, David Byrne, him and I have been friends for a while and, you know, and then building someone. When I had Jonathan Hendricks doing Cthulhu Invades Wonderland, no mm-hmm. one knew, uh, Oz, I mean, uh, no one knew that Recount was going to be a hit. No one had any idea. And mm-hmm. I just saw a potential in him, so I asked him. So that's it's just building relationships and maintaining relationships. And then in Wonderland, we've, we've really upped that. I've really asked a lot of artists, you know. One of the things that I, I liked about uh, – Cthulhu Made Oz, it was great, but it, it didn't have a lot of um, hot up and coming indie artists. So mm-hmm. um, it had great, great artists, but I, I thought there, was, there wasn't a lot of names. So I added a lot of names. So I got Stan Yak in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Carmeline, if you know Carmeline, doing some mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we've got uh, Rich Woodall, like a whole bunch of really cool people doing some stuff. Really great. Now, as I said, you're going to be at Daytona Beach when this is, is posting. Are there other conventions that you're going to be doing as well? Um, I think that's it for the year. I think I'm uh, retiring for the year. I may do one or two small little things, but I think I'm retired for the year. There's not a lot more coming in Florida that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's New York Comic Con and all these big ones coming up, but uh, I think Daytona is the last for me for the year. I do have some uh, store signings coming up after that. But uh, as, as full on cons, I think I'm going to wait till things calm down. It's been uh, COVID has been hitting us really hard. Um, yeah. As you know, uh, Luke Stone, uh, I think, you know, anyways, Luke Stone, mm. the artist of uh, Buddha nations is on a ventilator right now. Mm. Um, 
So that's been really, really tough on us, you know, trying to get that uh, deal with and praying for him. And one of my guys who I work for, Michael Watson, he also is in the hospital in the ER. So these things have been really tough on us. So we just want to take it easy, be protected, be safe for our families. We, we have a very sensitive um, niece who, if she got COVID, it would be very, very bad. So we try to try to be protective. Are you vaccinated? Your family? I am, yeah, of course. Yeah. Me and my family have all, are all vaccinated, but you can still send it to somebody, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can be a carrier. This is a bad thing. Because so, I'm vaccinated as well. In fact, next week, I'm going to get my booster shot. Oh, wow. You're 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 at the age. You're such a young guy, Wayne. How, yeah. how are you eligible? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually 66, so I'm actually a little older. I got my first one, first vaccination back in February, I think it was. And the second one came in early March. So the doctor's office called me and asked me if I wanted to get And I've also got Pfizer, which is, I thought was the, the, the cream of the crop. And now I'm understanding it's Moderna that's actually the, the better one of the bunch. <laughs> So I've got there. I'm getting in there sooner. Uh, Richard Rivera, you mentioned he's got Moderna. And so they're not in a big rush to give him the, the booster, but I'm getting one. So I guess that's the thing. I thought I was so happy. I got Pfizer. I said, I got the good one. I got the good one. Now, no. <laughs> right. So I'm going to work on that. But yeah, as far as like other conventions and stuff, it's an interesting thing because, well, I'm curious what you think about having conventions in the current climate. Do you think that's a wise thing for people to do? I don't know. It's really tough. So like um, I went to Pensacon, mm -hmm. had a great time, had a great show, made a ton of money, had a great lot of fans. But then I did Megacon and uh, you could feel like the energy in the room was a little hesitant, right? Everyone was mm -hmm. a little nervous, a little stuff. And maybe that's just because of the nature of the bigger cons and the cancellations, Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen that a lot on the bigger cons tend to be more trouble. So I think medium to small cons are where it's at right now because you can get a little bit more intimate and people are a little bit more laxed. And, you know, if I drop from the con because I don't feel good, it's not going to be that big of a deal, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, nobody's wow. going to make a big deal about it uh, versus, you know, losing William Shatner or someone like that. Oh, well, yeah, I guess on that level, yeah. But <laughs> as far as... See, the thing is, you mentioned about signings and stuff like that. Do you think that's a wiser move to, to do like store signings? Yeah, I think store signings are a little bit easier. Uh, I think they're, they're, they're really good. I've had great experiences with all of the store signings that I've done because people want the entertainment. They want to meet you. They want to meet the creators. Um, and it's a good, nice, safe environment because if they don't, if they feel there's too many people, they can kind of leave and it didn't cost them anything to get there, right? They just got to go to their local LCS and call it a day. Right, right. Because uh, we've done, you know, I go with Richard Rivera to these things and we've done some local uh, like signings and stuff like that. And we did one really early in the process and we were a little nervous about it. You know, we didn't, weren't sure what was going to happen. Well, we had a lot of people because people were just dying to get out of the house. They they wanted to come and talk with us. And like with you, I'm sure it's the same thing. They want to pick your brain a little. They want to talk with you about what you're up to and what kinds of things you would advise them to do it's what they're you know what they're up to and i think that's a great thing what's one of the things i like about star signings is the fact that it is uh, something that you might bump into these people again so it's not just a uh you know it's not just i'll see you maybe a couple years from now 
it's something that you can actually interact with people. And maybe some Wednesday or some weekend you go back there, pick up your comics and there's, you know, there's that person you can talk with them a little more. So I think that's a, I like that a lot better than going to the bigger cons. I think that's a lot more. I think people really enjoy that more. Yeah, I think people enjoy it more. And I also think the other big thing about it that I think people underestimate, if you come up to me and want to ask me craft stuff mm -hmm. at Megacon, you have to understand that I probably paid like four or $500 for a table. Mm. So you messing up a sale is going to bug me a heck of a lot more than me being at a store signing. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. and, and it's not to be rude. It's not that I don't want to hear from you or, or talk to you about the craft or learn from you. It's just the right time and right place type of attitude. Right. It's not right. the time more. If you want to ask those questions, you know, better to wait until, you know, you can see me at a smaller venue. Cause I do tons, especially within Florida. Do you do much of that online? I mean, do are there some people who approach you uh, like through Facebook and stuff? All the because time. You, oh, really? Interesting. <sighs> of course, you know, you got to be judicious with that time too, especially if you got a Kickstarter going on and all this stuff. You got to be real careful because some people are, um, <laughs> they'll keep you busy if you let them. Yeah, no, I, literally while we were talking, uh, I reviewed someone's Kickstarter because they wanted some feedback. You know, so while <laughs> we talking, I, uh, I gave them a little bit of feedback. I looked at it earlier today and I just didn't write up the feedback. So I wrote it real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, people are asking stuff and I'm happy to give it. I'm happy to help because um, I don't think I'm I, I like I'm making moves. I'm uh, I get surprised at how well respected and how well known I am sometimes. Right. When I do hmm. a post. Like just yesterday, I said, hey, man, I've read your book. I really, really love it. I think it was great. Uh, it's one of my favorite. I can't wait to back the next one. And this guy private messaged me, told me, thank you so much. It means so much because you're such an advocate for the community. Uh, you mean so much to me. I've watched your career. You know, I've, I've taken from your Kickstarter and learned a lot. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know you paid attention to me. I just backed your book because, you know, I like it. Much like you, you back tons of stuff. I'm sure you don't know oh, yeah. all greater you backed and it was really mm -hmm. cool to have that relationship and that, that bond um, with yeah. them and that commitment that they, they see that I'm going places and they see what I'm doing. It mm -hmm. really means a lot. You know, uh, David's that's why I like hanging out with David Byrne. He really likes to acknowledge, you know, Hey man, like your numbers, you know, cause I'm, I'm bringing like 270 backers on my Kickstarter. I'm bringing a, a really big chunk of change. Mm -hmm. uh, when I do a Kickstarter, so it's it's a lot, and I and you got to take it seriously when you get to, to a certain level. Um, yeah. You know, you've got to make sure they're taken care of, and that's why I do more and more, and making sure my Kickstarters are out when I say they're going to get there, they get get there, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I have to tell you, I've backed over five hundred Kickstarters so far. Um, all right, let's see where we're at. So I have a five hundred number two. Let's see who's higher. Are you ready? I'm okay. Gonna now at mine. I am uh, at right now. Where's my profile? I am at. Dun, 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 dun. It is loading slow, so that's not exciting. <laughs> I, I am at four five hundred and fourteen projects. What are you? Uh, at? I, I uh, let me see if I can call it up super quick. Uh, get my figure up there. there Let's see if I'm doing mine. I it's not. It's doing mine not very well either. Let me go view all and see what that tells me. Oh, it wants a password. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, don't you realize? Oh, sorry, that's not the correct password. Now, I, I'm around 
Well, I'll tell you what. I can, Actually, you know, I can find out. I can find out. I can find out on my, on my phone probably faster than I can on the, on the computer. Mm-hmm. So let me do that. I'll get that up. Go to where I am. Five twenty. Oh, you beat me by six. Yeah, just a couple. Don't worry. It's. I'm sure you'll catch up to me before long. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's great. You know, and even you know, I was talking about things. One of the things that I want to mention about this project is we got projects we love. I completely for, I keep forgetting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's super exciting to get projects we love. I love mm-hmm. getting that. You know, I've been getting it the last couple of Kickstarters. I got it for Cthulhu. Uh, and Cthulhu, you know, it's a big project. There's a lot of numbers. There's a, a lot of backers. So that's not as exciting as getting it on one of your projects, right? So I got it on mm-hmm. Voodoo and I got it on Expired. And I'm really happy that uh, we got it. See, the thing is, though, one of the great things about Project We Love is that's they promote that. Yeah. So they'll they'll send your your stuff out amongst however million or how many thousands that they send their emails out to, and so that's a, a big help to stuff. By the way, do you remember when your your goal is twenty eight hundred for expired? Do you remember how long it took to get that? Yeah, it took, about, it took about two days. I think it was like uh, twenty eight hours or something like that. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I get. I've always been able to get it within two two days. Knock on wood, uh, except for Cthulhu Invades Wonderland, but that was a twenty thousand dollars goal. So, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna take a bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but that's yeah, great. I'm very happy where I'm at. You know, 133 backers right now, three thousand six hundred thirty eight dollars. So, very happy where I'm at. I think it's a strong book. Did you get a chance to look at the art uh, that I sent you? I don't know if you got a chance. I to read did. It. I read through the whole book. I read through the oh, first wow. book, and it was it's really interesting. I was going to tell you that it, it has a feel to me like a Jeff Lemire kind yeah, of feel. I can definitely see that. Yeah, I'm I'm do I do a lot of. Uh, Jeff, I, I read a lot of Jeff Lemire stuff, so I definitely can see that. And it's it's very much like a Jeff Lemire first issue. You've got oh, like yeah. a lot of information presented to you mm-hmm. that you don't really know the answers to, mm-hmm. but you're curious about each one of them, and hopefully mm-hmm. we, we pull you into the next issue. <laughs> I also buy a lot of Jeff Lemire books. He just came out with Primordial, which I, I immediately got, and then uh, there's other ones too. His, I, I actually have a really one of the books I like the most of his is is called Roughneck. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's about a former hockey player who lives up in Canada. Of course, Lemire lives in Canada. And it's all about this guy and his sister suddenly appears. He's lost track of her. She shows up, and there's interesting inter you know, family things going on. And that's one of the things I like about him. I interviewed him a long time ago, back when he was doing Animal Man. Wow, uh, okay. Way back then. And I said to him, I said, a lot of your stuff has to do with family. And I found that really interesting because, you know, even in Animal Man, it had to do with his family, a lot of it. And so even in Roughneck, it's about his family and stuff like that. And so I'm always interested when I read stuff, I'm always curious to see whenever he hits a family uh, uh, theme, I'm always interested to see what he's going to do with that. But because he does, I, I really enjoy. And the thing that's interesting to me is about his artwork as compared to his writing, you know, his artwork is always kind of craggy, but it has this realistic feel to it that I kind of like. And sometimes I prefer his artwork to having somebody else do it. Uh, really yeah. Weird. Yeah. He's got a unique style, which I think is, is, is awesome. Uh, you know, just the way he does things. And I don't think he gets enough credit for all the little things that he's done, you know, yeah. 
Um, he's done also like his Moon Knight run was fantastic. I loved it. I I'm not, not a lot of people read it uh, because they were kind of over the Moon Knight phase. But uh, and then coming up, his Thanos run after Dottie Cates, mm-hmm. you know, was really good. You know. Mm-hmm. Because he did, uh, you're right, you talked about Moon Knight, and I I saw him once at New York Comic Con, and he went to, he had gone over, I think, to Valiant, or one of the smaller companies. He was there talking with Matt Kent, and I I happened to interrupt the two of them, and I said, well, why are you guys doing that? And I said, we like the freedom, they said. Now, he's gone on to Marvel, uh, does a lot of Marvel. And, you know, whenever I talk to people who work at Marvel, they always tell me, well, this is the end of my career. You know, there's nowhere to go after Marvel. And I always say, oh, no. I said, you know, all the people like you are going to lift all the boats. You know, if you go to Image, all the people on Image are going to benefit from you being there. It's not that that you that that Marvel's going to help you. It's going to be you're going to actually be a, a supporter of other people. So I, I really like his stuff. Have you ever got a chance to talk with him? I have not. I've never met him in person. He's, uh, he's a good guy. He's really good. And again, the family business is always a big deal with him. Uh, I often see him with this. When I saw him in New York, I saw his family there. He's big friends with Scott Snyder, uh, Batman yeah. fame. And uh, I, I, if you ever get a chance, you can always approach him. I find him to be really nice about it. Uh, I, I never get it. I, I never get to him in time to be able to talk with him on the podcast about projects he's working on because he moves from project to project he gets a project done and he's off to something else and i don't know what it is until it hits right. and i i follow him and stuff like that but he always it doesn't it doesn't happen fast enough for me to jump on board and get a hold of him but he's a good guy to talk with you really get a chance to talk with them uh for your show yeah i'll definitely do, do so i uh i didn't pick up primordial today and i'm regretting because it on the internet they are like blowing up how great that book is i'm not a big fan of planet of the apes and that's what i thought it was and everyone's like oh no no, <laughs> no it's not no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about him i he always takes a different tack when he's doing the storytelling and i always like that and that that's the thing i like about it like he's got that one on um on the comicsology uh, the wind does the snow one, snow angel or something. Like oh that. yeah, yeah. I haven't read it, but I, oh, I've heard about it. It's fascinating. Here again, there's a family. It starts out with a father and two children, and they're stuck in like a, um, uh, like like in a in a. Uh, I, I, it's hard to describe. It, it, they're in like a, a, a crevice, and and they're supposed to always stay there, according to the way that they've been taught. Right. And of course, they can't do that in real life. And so something happens and they have to, things go awry. And there's people who are after uh, the people in the in the crevice and stuff like that. And it's not the word that he uses. It's a different word. But um, I, again, I would recommend that. I, I, again, there's that family thing going on. And it's really just, just fascinating stuff. I, I I always like his his ability to tell really interesting and dramatic stories because you know comics tend to be like as you you talked in yours is action oriented right and when he does it it's much more there's often discussion but it's not dull i mean there's some writers who are very dull but he's not he, he does drama really well yeah i think expired is kind of the best of both worlds for me mm-hmm. so um in, when you read Broke Down, you know, I'm very quick on the dialogue. You know, I'm very dialogue heavy. Uh, you know, the, my wit is on like its its highest bar. 
because I, I want to be sassy. I want to be Quentin Tarantino-esque and like mm-hmm. very silver tongue. Where Voodoo Nations, it's a, a more personal story. So it's a little bit mm-hmm. hush. Where Expired is kind of little, a little bit of both, right? I can tell mm-hmm. this epic world building thing that I'm doing mm-hmm. with Expired, but mm-hmm. allow because I have my, my main character is kind of a con man, ex-spy. He's got some of that sassy wit. He's got a, he's kind of a cross between um, Gambit and um, I can't think of his name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, it's the old guy uh, who's the famous old guy right now. I can't even think of his name. In X-Men? No, no, no. In, in real life. So, oh, um, old guy. What is, I'm sorry. Yeah, famous old guy doesn't help you, right? No. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> he, sorry. He's always a cowboy in everything he does. Um, he, Clint Eastwood? No, he's younger, more modern than that. I'm trying to think uh, of the name of the show, right? The Ranch. He's on the ranch. Oh, you mean Kevin Costner? No, not Kevin Costner. You're thinking about Yellow, uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, yeah. Uh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, yeah. Yeah, and that's why he kind of looks like Sam Elliott. So he's a cross oh, between okay. Gambit and Sam Elliott, you know? Okay, like, very good. Like a Gambit Sam Elliott. So I've kind of built his size. So he's got all the, like, charm, because Sam Elliott's mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. much of a charm. He's more of a mm-hmm. sassy guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's got all the charm of Gambit, but all the, you know, swagger of a Sam Elliott. <laughs> Have you ever been approached to turning your projects into, say, uh, like a animated or a TV show or something like that? Uh, nothing of of note. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the negative is I have a film degree, mm-hmm. so I tend to um, look at things on a very negative because I've been trained to look at them as a negative to you know look mm-hmm. at whether or not this is going to happen. So mm-hmm. I have been asked by like small independent companies, um, mm-hmm. but nobody of like higher caliber but like i said uh, a couple of my comics right now are are in talks with publishers and i i think all of my stuff i do one of the things that i do write for Mm. is it's very very easy to flip into a movie broke Mm. down you don't need anything but cars and people you Mm -hmm. know cars people and guns you know no Mm -hmm. big deal say voodoo nations very very little supernatural stuff there is supernatural stuff but not not anything that's going to break your cgi budget you know (laughs) Okay, so more dramatic than science fiction. Correct, correct. Expired is probably the biggest because, you know, I did a lot of world building. You know, each island Mm -hmm. has their thing. We've got a couple Mm -hmm. of new races that come out, you know, and we mention a couple of them in the book. We we talk about uh, water mages, water mancers, you know, which are Mm -hmm. kind of a cool race that we're going to interact with. Uh, There's a lot of really cool things that we're going to do in Expired. I get to play in that sci-fi genre. You know, it's I consider Mm -hmm. this a cross between serenity Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the the first uh, the first Star Wars kind of the fu- you know the not oh. not not like um, not four through six but like literally the original trilogy the prequel because the good the good, the good ones <laughs> right well no 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 the early ones <laughs> not the good ones <laughs> but it's got all the politics of it right they've got a lot right. of politics going through it and a right. lot of sci fi you know uh, explanation of what's going on in the world. Uh, there's still better movies than uh, six, seven, and eight. So right, or, or seven, eight, nine. So right, right, right. That's right. Okay, that's good. So that's good stuff. Yeah, I, I hope someday somebody does that because I think that your writing would translate really easily and really well to, uh, if not animated, then to, to live action. Right, I really right. Like to Thank you. I appreciate that. 
I really would like to see that. So, okay, let's get the make sure let's wrap up here and make sure that we get it's expired issue one sci fi fantasy action comic. Uh, it's it's you've already met your twenty eight hundred dollar goal and you're right now you're gathering good backers and moving beyond all that. The, it's going to be funding on Tuesday, September 28th at 9.42 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So now is the time to jump on. Don't wait to get on there before that date. Uh, it's too many people wait until the last minute and try to leap on, and then they miss it for some reason. Don't do that. Get on there and support it now because this is one of those great books I think is going to be fun to have, and I'm going to really enjoy seeing in, in local shops and stuff like well, that. And I mean, one of the things that I will tell you, because it's not a Travis Foley project, so I pre- enough that you'll be always able to get my books at a con mm-hmm. i can't guarantee how many we're going to print yet you know i do know we're going to print you know a decent amount but mm-hmm. i print in the thousands this may be printed in the 500s so Ooh. you know that's a huge different gap mm-hmm. um and i do a lot of cons and a lot of shows and i have a lot of stores to support me so you may try to get this later and you may have to wait until we do a reprint for issue two so mm-hmm. you know if you want to get it now it's not like my normal projects where they're always going to be available Okay. You know, I haven't backed it yet. Let me do that right now. Let me get the... I see that soldier. You're like, whoa, I don't want to miss out. Yeah, I better get in there and back this. I'm going to get a digital deluxe one because I think, oh, darn, it wants my password. All right, I'll have to do it on my phone. My phone remembers my password. I don't. So I'll get that in there. I'll get and do that. So it's gone. But again, it's expired and I, I, I highly recommend it. As always with Travis, your stuff is always worth it. I see your name someplace. I buy it because I, I bought that Voodoo Nation at, that, uh, at uh, you, Kingdom you buy Comics. It. You always buy it, uh, the digital on the Kickstarter and you always buy it again when you see me in person because you need the physical. Yeah, well, there's... <laughs> There's something get when when you do it in person. There's something a little extra involved right. to do it that way. So I like that. So Travis, again, this, when this comes out on Sunday, Travis will be at Daytona Beach Comic Con. Uh, do you remember where it's at? Because I think the location is different this year. Yeah, it's in Vol- the the Volusia Fairgrounds. So it's okay. a little bit below Daytona. So it's not quite in Daytona. So that's in Volusia Fairgrounds is in the land. Hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a big, from what I understand, it's a big facilities and the small press, I'll be in the small press room. So there's two rooms, um, okay. there's the main hall and then there's a small press room and I'll be in the small press room, but don't consider it small express. Cause I'll be with Richard over at scout, uh, right. you know, in that area with them and a silver line, you know, most of us are going to be in that other room. If you're looking for independent comics, you'll be in that, that room. Okay. Well, I, I again, I highly recommend it. It's always fun to talk with you, and I would highly say that, that this is a place to go, especially if you're in the area, to go and do it. Okay, I just got it backed on my phone, so I'm in the – I'm finally on there where I, we need to be. So, again, it's called Expired. Be sure to look it up and, and back it up. And, Travis, always a pleasure to talk with you, and much success as you go forward. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News, interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics.
And that's it for this episode. Be back next time. I'll have another great interview with an excellent comics creator. Something I'm sure you won't want to miss. But until then, keep reading your comics. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.